Welcome to B Plot Podcast. The podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest joints, biggest movies from years gone by and uh, ignore it. Look at the ones that come out on the exact same day. My name is Lincoln. I'm out here with my man Sam. Sam, for the love of God, <laughs> how are you doing? Alive. Barely. Today. Barely. Um, how is your finger? You've been through quite an adventure, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't even... I'm on so many antibiotics, I don't even know what we've said on the podcast. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So... I'm also on the record and as having said on one of the uh, earlier podcasts that if you do die, um, the podcast will go through the roof. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Do you know what I mean? Like I tried. Uh, I do stand by it. I said, I said, <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> um, but no, sorry. Um, yeah. Glad to see you still alive, still well. We watched two movies, guys. So this is what we try and do on this podcast. Um, we watched two movies that came out on the same day. We try and compare them. And now the movies that we have for this podcast, for this episode, is uh, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, mm. the Matthew Vaughn joint. Um, and on the same day, depending on, um, I guess, where you are in the world, Cartels or uh, Killing Salazar, one of the late era Steven Seagal uh, masterpieces um, of course you guys will know that um, a lot of my personality and who I am as a person and, and and the decisions and kind of moral compass that I adhere to um, inspired by Steven Seagal he is a formative influence on my life um, I'm also now not trusting your use of the word interesting you know try, dude Steven Seagal is an interesting person even if his movies aren't Steven Seagal is a person who is able to fluidly move between races <laughs> in a way that the world has never seen before. This guy is, I'm sure there's a Greek mythical legend of like people yeah. who can move between genders back and forth and do all of these kind of things. That is Steven Seagal in his ability to move between race. Because he has been at once Native American, um, he's Irish, Jewish. <laughs> Uh, Russian, Japanese. He was Japanese for like two m years. And then he's also, I think he was black uh, in the mid 90s. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, all of them had the very similar accents as well. Yeah, all of them. Um, and you know what is the most interesting thing about that? There's no race ever denied Steven Seagal. <laughs> no one ever said, Steven Seagal, we, we're kicking you out of this race. You can't belong here. Everyone just kind of went, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess, fair enough, you know. Um, but we're not, we'll get to his movie, uh, if you could call it that, um, in the second half of the podcast. But the first movie we watched is Kingsman, um, the sequel to, uh, Kingsman. Secret to Kingsman Secret Service, I think is the name of the of the very first film. Did you see? I haven't. I never saw the first film. Did you see the really? first film? First one, really fun. Um, it's called The Secret Service. I wish they would just fucking put the numbers on it. I just do Kingsman One, Kingsman Two, like. But for some reason, they've decided not to do that. But um, the first one, really fun. It's basically like a send up of like James Bond movies. Mm. Um, it's basically taken all the fun parts of James Bond movies that Daniel Craig has decided he's too fucking serious and good to yeah, bother with. Yeah, Daniel Craig was there. Yeah, that's the problem yeah. with the... Daniel Craig, man, he made his decision. He made his decision. But like all of the like the gadgets and the kind of sexual innuendos, 
at all of the kind of you know the explosions and the silliness mm. that has gone missing from Bond movies from days gone by. That is what the Kingsman is doing, and at the heart of it is this guy, um, Taron Egerton. He, I think he played um, uh, Elton John in Rocketman. He did. He did, and that's where the connection is. Elton John's in this one as well. Um, but yeah, so we've now kind of moved on. It's like a reverse, like My Fair Lady, you know, this kind of like kid from the council estate. And he becomes a gentleman, the way that Colin Firth presents it. Right. In the first that, film. Yeah. That happens in the first film. Second film. Now we go on and the headquarters is destroyed. And there's a new villain, one Julianne Moore. I will say uh, the, the, the premise for this joint is, is kind of interesting. I think I, this is why I also thought that you would kind of fucks with it. Because I thought the idea about having... So the, the baseline premise is uh, Julianne Moore is the... <clears throat> sorry. Julianne Moore is the antagonist. He's this evil villain. And she is the leader of a cartel. She wants to take over the whole world. But because she's a cartel leader, you know, no one knows who she is. She's an amazing businesswoman. So she has this idea to put um, a chemical a virus in her drug supply and around the world everyone that takes drugs recreationally so weed cocaine whatever they get this virus they, they die within four days i did I, I tell you what man i watch this and we always talk about prime movie conditions dude this is prime conditions for me friday night had some beers in let's go and um i watched it with my partner um and I don't know, I think she thought it was a different type of movie, but like every time someone that you know showed up, you're like, you got a little bit excited. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, Jeff Bridges. Oh, shit, yeah. Julianne Moore. Oh, Halle Berry. I was like, and to be honest though, like halfway through, I was like, I'm actually a little bit furious that Halle Berry is in this movie. Halle Berry is an Academy Award winner. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, should have, she should be getting better stuff than like basically the nerd with the glasses. Bro, but uh, so is Jeff Bridges. Do you know what I mean? And he got old guy who has eight lines. Yeah, Jeff Bridges was in there as well. Although I feel like, you know, Jeff Bridges like makes his life playing this kind of guy. Like just kind of, whereas Halle Berry, I'm like, yo, she should anchor something. Yeah, there's a lot. Going on. And yeah, for reference to anyone who hasn't seen it, I did see in the credits that yeah, this is based on a, a Mark Millar, Dave Gibbons comic book. So it is... It's, I think the comic book is probably almost entirely parody and they've put maybe a bit more story Grounded. threads in. I've, the, cameo, the, the cameo that messed me up was uh, Sean from uh, This Is England, the kid. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, obviously, because I didn't see the first film. And what I liked, this was my favourite joke in the thing, was when Julianne Moore appears on everybody's uh, TV screen in the world saying what she's done what her plan is is like these are the steps if you don't meet my demands nobody gets the antidote and everybody dies and it, she's listing the drugs she's like cannabis opium heroin crystal meth and it just cuts to sean just smoking <laughs> crystal meth in his fat and i was like yeah no that i'm, I'm in for that <laughs> that was good can i tell you my favorite joke oh, no, go ahead go ahead Oh, no, 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 no. You hit me, man. Um, I'm, uh, it's on my favorite joke. It's like, I know there's uh, people out here trying to cancel people. You know how these people are. I always want to cancel people for everything. But there's a scene um, where um, I, I have to get this guy's name right. Um, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, yeah. Um, from Narcos, Aubrey Martel. Um, you love this guy. Uh, handsome, handsome dude. He um, 
he has to uh, he is one of the statesmen so him and Eggsy the the main guy they have to go and and put a tracking device into the girlfriend of one of the one of the henchmen um so apparently there's two ways to do it is um you could put it in um her it's done orally or no, something like this no there is that no was second the, option that was the first option i think was what he said but then it's like no that's not possible mm-hmm. oh he said uh, up the nose he was gonna, up the nose. Like, am i supposed to pick her nose yeah up the nose but yeah the only way um for this uh, tracking device to work is if it, if you finger um it's up her vagina um this is no. <laughs> tell me sam what you thought of this the, the, and i'll mean, tell you what i thought of it. This, this is my instant cancel moment i'm like oh okay God. two two things right because it can't it can't be the butt so you've invented an entire bug just for fingering like and just women it's, it's the it's the weird thing of like you know the honeypot fit but it's like but bro like if you have to, you have, you've, you've spent so much, you, you're spending double the resources if you have to do it on a dude and slip it up the, the bum. This is why it's not an instant cancel for me, Sam. This is why this is weirdly woke. Okay. Number one, how much credence is given to fingering in mainstream <laughs> yeah, movie no, making? Yeah, that's a fair Absolutely point. zero. You never hear about anyone slipping anyone a cheeky finger. Never. In Kingsman, they, um, in my, in my, um, from my perspective, a highly um, impractical device. Um, some would say a deliberately impractical mm. <laughs> device. Mm-hmm. Um, and Exit does it. Exit manages. There's some conflict because he's married to this very. Oh, he's got engaged. Going to be engaged to this very boring um, Swedish princess and blah 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 blah. So he can't really finger this woman. He, in the end, he overcomes his conflict and he does finger her. And um, he manages to save the planet. Yeah, I mean, okay. But I would take this one step further because you're right. Fingering gets absolutely no credence, right? In especially Hollywood movies, right? Mm-hmm. I would argue even less so. There's just some pleasant anal play. It's You know what's interesting, Sam? This is, this is how I know you know movies. This is why I do this podcast for you. <laughs> the first movie ends with an extended anal joke oh really um, so the but- golf the golf a the girlfriend the now who is now in a monogamous relationship with at in <laughs> in mm-hmm. kingsman 2 in kingsman 1 the reason they became together is because she was playfully like oh let's do a bit of anal <laughs> <laughs> that was the closing mo- scene in the in the first movie man here we are the kingsman um golden circle fun times fun times i enjoyed i enjoyed it um your mileage will vary on it, um, but if you're looking for something stupid and fun to do, that's a good look. Uh, the movie that we are for, actually, my dude, um, Cartels. Cartels, um, Killing Salazar um, in certain places. Now, Sam, before we get into this movie, which I would argue there's not a lot to, um, Steven Seagal. Talk to me a bit about Steven Seagal. What do you know about him? Does he have any room for you in, like, in your life as a movie watcher? Like, whatever. Yeah, so uh, the the ones I remember as a teenager were Exit Wounds, Under Siege, and the one where he kills he kills the bad guy at the end thro- by throwing him out of his office, and he lands on like a grated fence, impaled, and then he has some line. And I feel I feel like it 
Yeah, I can't remember who else was in it. I remember somebody else. Is it Glimmer Man by any chance? Oh shit, it was Glimmer Man. Yeah. It's a Glimmer Man. <laughs> Glimmer Man is great. Glimmer mm. Man is fantastic because Glimmer Man is the first time that he um that Steven Seagal is actually black. Uh Steven Seagal basically goes around in the entire movie going, That's surprise, motherfucker. What you think about gangster? And we were like Steven, are you okay? He's like, so what? Like, are you a blood, Steven? <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. Man, I, I used to love this guy's movies. Obviously, you guys know I'm a big fan of like any sort of like martial arts from like the 90s. And the thing about Steven Seagal that I always liked is Steven Seagal's moral compass is broken. Um, mm-hmm. Steven Seagal has no concept of proportionality. Like if you kick a dog, Steven Seagal will like murder and burn your entire house <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's like if you, you can actually like track his, what you call it, you can track his racial change throughout <laughs> the years. Like, um, and now we are in this era of Steven Seagal, um, which is a strange era. This is 2017. Um, the lead in this movie in um, Killing Salazar Cartels is a guy, Luke have, Goss, the lead singer of one of the singers in. That I can't remember the band's name. It's okay. All right. I'm so dude, I'm so glad you said that because I I thought it was bro, Bros or Bros. It's something. I th- it, I, I think mean, it was Bros. his tw- it was his brother that was the other singer, his twin brother, I think. Or I can't yeah. remember if they were twins or not. The thing I twins, knew him. Yeah. The thing I knew him from the f- the first time I saw it, he's the bad guy in Blade Two. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 Um, and he was also then later the bad guy in Hellboy 2. Guillermo del Toro just loves getting this guy in to be the bad guy for sequels. Um, and he's from yeah. Lewisham. He's from South East London. Oh, word. Mm-hmm. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to all my people down here in South London. Um, such good. But this guy is the lead in this frankly nuts movie, Sam, that I want you through the haze of various antibiotics. I want you to give us the the premise for for cartels slash killing Salazar. I do, I do. I am obligated to say that 20, 2020 hasn't been an easy year for anyone, right? Mm. I've I've had a rough time. I I had COVID, got hit by a car, nearly died. My least favorite point of this year was watching this movie. <laughs> this was the worst time I've had in my life. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad, man. <laughs> man, that's a hell of a hell of a run up. Some will say that the year was just fucking gearing up. <laughs> right. See, I I watched this on a streaming service that has star ratings, and this had four fucking stars. And I was like, there are two hundred and six people who have reviewed this movie who need to go to hell. Like, for their fucking sins, bro, right? Okay, Cartels Killing Salazar is a film. <laughs> oh, my God, man. It's it's not a movie. It's it's like, it's a student movie. The The whole thing, there's this mob boss, this, this cartel guy, Eastern European uh, drug kingpin, who has said that he'll flip and rat. Um, and then there's this unit who was supposed to be extraditing him back to the States. And then... Th- somebody says hey why don't you go in this hotel instead of a super safe military base mm-hmm. um and then the guys rival gangs try and kill him and then they just it's it's that's it that's the whole movie yeah and it's frame the my least favorite part is like 
because they even have a usual suspects reference in there right this is what they're trying to do they are trying to make like uh the usual suspects with stuntmen right the whole film winds up that this was salazar's plan all along because one of the soldiers is his little sister and she's rescuing him from custody right so the backbone of the film is steven seagal as like the fixer interviewing luke goss who was the soldier in the thing mm. as if there's a twist or a reveal and they and I, uh, we've talked about this before right like a, you know a foot to have that circular thing you need to it's chekhov's gun right you need to you see it in act one and then it pays off in act two but if you tell me if you just flat out tell me what happens in act one there's no reason to watch the fucking movie dude but where does steven to go into into this and by the way i'm very happy to have contributed to and being present for your actual like bottom i'm very happy yeah, yeah to yeah. be there for when the the year properly fell out underneath you mm. and all that was left was a bloated corpse like steven seagal <laughs> gross like alcoholics um rash on his face like just and his uh disgusting um kevin james like body yeah. <laughs> where he has to do action scenes where he's walking man he's walking dude well i mean there's i mean specifically his big fight at the end he's not even walking he's just standing still and barely even moving his arms. This, it's so funny watching the villain throw himself onto the floor at points, man. By the way, do you know who that villain is? That is a guy called um, GSP, uh, George St. Pierre. One of the greatest fighters. He's a legit fighter, UFC. Mm. This guy's one of the greatest fighters uh, possibly that the world has ever seen. He's mm. incredible. Mm. And it fucking it tears my arsehole apart. That... <laughs> Um, he had to bump for for Steven Seagal, who is never in a shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only in some big like combat gear because we can't see his grotesque uh, <laughs> stomach inflated from whatever he's doing, from all the mayonnaise he's eating over there in Russia. Just not even not even in dishes, just scooping it up by the tablespoonful. <laughs> Dude, um, it's so rough. As he pretends to speak Japanese. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, dude, uh, this is this is prime late era Seagal. So like Seagal is the he's the main kind of framing device. He's interviewing um, Luke Goss, and um, it's about this yeah this heist not heist but this uh, uh, protection racket that's gone wrong. And um, Seagal is the the producer. Seagal's the main guy. He's the only guy on the credits. I actually noticed it says Seagal, and then it's the movie credit starts. Seagal's in this for maybe fifteen minutes. Like, oh, dude, not that much. That's maximum, bro. The dinosaurs are only in Jurassic Park for something like eight minutes. Do you know what I mean? He's in it for about two. I mean, Seagal is he? He looks bad, man. Seagal looks like um, in Jaws. He, uh, like in the movie Jaws, he looks like, not the shark, but um, when they put the, when they put the the pump or the thing in the shark's mouth and blew it up <laughs> and it's just raining chum <laughs> on Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like this, that's what it, that's what it looks like. I mean, this guy is just disgusting. He, um, he at the moment is like a Russian citizen or something. I think he's like, really? Uh, yeah. So well, basically so it's, it's Romania though, right? 
Yeah, so it's set in Romania, but basically what's happened is um, Sigal's got himself a little racket going where he he does what Jean-Claude Van Damme did like 10 years ago. Like he'll shoot all these movies in like Eastern Europe and release them direct to DVD. And normally we don't do direct to DVD movies here just because like no one's waiting up for a DVD <laughs> to be released. But this movie did have a limited cinematic release um, and it came up against um, Kingsman Golden Circle. Um, I, ju- I just want you to yeah. know that when you started that sentence, you were like, we don't normally do DVD releases. And if I had found out that this didn't have any cinematic release, bro, <laughs> I would have come to your house and fucking killed you. <laughs> oh my God. Look, I'll take, I'll take the blame for this one. It was a tough watch. I, it, it was a 90 minute movie. It took me about two hours to watch because I had to take um, several breaks. Um, and then I just got down a weird Steven Seagal rabbit hole, man. I just realized how weird this guy is, man. This guy, he, he, first of all, he got granted Russian citizenship in November of 2016. <laughs> oh, my dude, Sam. Yeah. What else happened in November 2016? Think uh, back. Oh, Hang on a was minute. Do- was Donald Trump not elected in November oh, 2016? Shit. Yeah. Hmm? What happened did we find afterwards? Hmm? The- Hillary had emails, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. The fucking Kremlin possibly had fucking... Stephen Seagal's the rat. <laughs> are you telling me? Are you telling me? By the way, by the way, if Stephen Seagal is what cost Hillary Clinton the election, I'm going to be like, good. Mm. because if your operation is so <clears throat> if your operation is so flimsy that a bloated steven seagal a literal chopped up homeless person in a bag that's held up in a fucking matrix style coat if this is the guy that can derail your democratic process i don't know what to tell you this but you didn't have a democratic process to begin with mm. um <laughs> It's mate that yeah no. I'm, uh, to be fair, I'd buy it. Is that's just stupid enough to be the truth? Yeah. Why not? Did you also know this is? I don't even know if this is. Did you know that like he's a, he's um, a sheriff? Oh oh, I was gonna say about something else. I was oh. gonna say, did you know that he had like human trafficking charges? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, like my dude beat human trafficking charges like in um, in 2010. <laughs> oh nah dude he did that that's why he's there here's the thing if you have I'm, I'm gonna say this alright guilty until proven innocent but if <laughs> human trafficking charges come <laughs> up against you mm. man I'm sorry like I don't even think we need a trial <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> it's a wrap for you my dude I'm sorry you did that shit The tra- no one who's being human trafficked has been told and if anybody catches you, tell them it was Steven Seagal. And they're like, okay. <laughs> that is 100% the truth, my dude. Like I also man. just, I think you said guilty until proven innocent. Did I say that? I think you did. But All right, we'll that's, find a, out. that's a fuck up. Um, innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you did that shit. Let's talk about this. this midpoint of the film, which is supposed to be the midpoint, but it doesn't serve as one, where Steven Seagal is saying to Luke Goss, cut the shit. I know you're lying. I know you're hiding something. But 
he makes sure he says fuck in every single sentence, right? You know the thing where he's like, this is the fucking coming to Jesus fucking you fucking fuck. And it, I can't... I'll, I'll cut it I'll cut it in. I'll cut it in. It is a pretty weird put of dialogue. Right, because it's, it's so bizarre because I can't even make it sound as stilted as it is in the movie. I don't know how you naturally do that. You know, I get the feeling that you're talking around me. And, you know, using some fucking Zen riddles or some shit. When they call me in, it ain't a fucking joke. It ain't about who stole some fucking boots and cigarettes from the barracks. When they call me in, it's your fucking neck. When they call me in, you're gonna live or you're gonna fucking die. This is the fucking come to Jesus moment. And I was not born on a fucking turnip truck, man. And I was not born at night. I was born in a bright fucking sunny day, man. And I've been doing this for a long time. Do not think I'm fucking new. Do not think you can play me. Let's get to the fucking nitty gritty here. What the fuck happened? It's like somebody said, take a song and play every note just wrong for the last do you know what i mean it's just i was like this dude's a fucking psycho man steven seagal is nuts man and he shows up in this movie his action scenes are just so the the first kind of part of the movie starts with um uh the, the framing device of the movie is that salazar the the titular character is kidnapped or he's shot um steven seagal shoots him but obviously he's not dead because we need the rest of the movie mm-hmm. now in this scene, um, there's two things that that kind of kicked out to me. The first one being Steven Seagal is just at walking pace, man. This is a raid on a drug compound. Everyone else is like, stat, cover me. Blah, 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 blah. Steven Seagal is at like he's walking like a dude who snapped a hamstring. Like he's just <laughs> yeah. slow motion, day dawn of the dead going through this thing. Um, but my favorite thing was actually really sad. It was also because I know the um, person, the actor, uh, George St. Pierre, the um, UFC fighter. Mm. I'm not understating it when I said this is one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Mm. Um, he is he is bad, man. And there's a scene where he's playing with Salazar. They're playing chess. And I legit thought that this is actually like almost a weirdly woke moment. I thought this was like a, like a highlighting of like... Um, of like concussion syndrome of like of brain trauma just because this guy like his mind is not his body is not connected to the front of his face because he's taking too many kicks to the to the head Mm. and um yeah that whole thing is just um this is an absolute mess and there's nothing there's nothing at all to say about that at all Mm, no the, the acting across the board it's also the guy who's supposed to be the leader of of the marines there's this scene where him and the head of the CIA, FBI are having a conversation on an airstrip about what to do with Salazar right at the beginning of the movie. And I swear to God, man, if if I had turned this on and we weren't doing it for the podcast, I would have made it six minutes. Six minutes before I would have turned it off. And I also, like, me, me and my, like, my partner is also a massive film lover and she has this thing... Where it's like, even if a movie sucks, she like has to finish it, which I used I to have. That. I, I, u- 
I used to have, but the older I get and the more times I've nearly died, the more I'm like, you know what? If it's a fucking piece of shit, it's a piece of shit. Like I can do anything else with my time is going to be more enjoyable than this. This this is how far, but the acting it was just so like student like A level production where you've gone, oh man, Dave Dave wants to play the action guy and he's gonna be really upset if we don't let him. And it's like, look, also it's Dave by the way, it's Dave's camera. Alright. <laughs> yeah. We have to let him do this. Like we can't if he doesn't do this, he's gonna walk. So He's gonna flip out and then where look, do we man, go to play the you know? Like I can't get another fucking fail, man. Like you know, my parents <laughs> been on my back. I have to go. If I yeah. don't do this, I have to go work in my dad's shop. All right. Like, I don't want to do if, that. If Dave doesn't play the military guy, I actually have to go military school. Jeez, so uh, do you know what I mean? Save me. Like this is really important. Like I just like, come on. <laughs> Can I also tell you another fun thing before we move on, Sam? Because we have to get going to the next part of the of the podcast. But I really enjoyed. Um, there's like this establishing shot because the entire movie is basically set in this hotel in <laughs> Romania. But um, it's really funny to me that they keep going back to the establishing shot. Like they keep going back. It's like, no, we're still in the, we're still in the same hotel. Yeah. Um, over and over. They do it maybe 20 times in the movie, just in yeah. case you forget. But then there's also like the front, at the front of the hotel, it says um, World Trade Center. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I love that they keep bringing that up just so that like you can be like, well, just in case you're worried, it's not that World Trade Center. Also, also, is it supposed to be a hotel? It is supposed to be a hotel. Like, don't keep reminding me that it's a different building. Um, but no. Sam, we have to move on, mate. Mm, we have to mm. move on to the next section of the podcast. It's the categories, guys. Uh, so we have two cat. We have categories on this podcast where we compare these two movies. Now, Sam, I think we've actually given a fair few away. Um, I think we agree that dis- agree to disagree on whether or not um, put in a tracker up someone's vagina is um, it's is not. Actually- <laughs> it's not the process that's my cancel. It's the tech guys that's my can. Yeah, the tech guys came up with uh, with that. Um, for Kingsman. Um, so let's skip ahead a little bit. Let's skip ahead a little bit. If you had to do um, Freaky Friday, if you had to switch characters in these movies between Kingsman and between um, Cartels slash Killing Salazar, mm. what would you do? I want to, I'm going to take the bellboy from Killing Salazar and whack him in um, Kingsman Golden Circle because he is the only character that got an emotional response from me that wasn't the want for suicide. Uh, and I feel like you can stick him in. He can be a funny, like, tricksy hotel porter mm-hmm. in, in The Kingsman. Uh, from The Kingsman, um, the, like, realistically, I'm going to have to put in... I'm going to have to put in Pedro Pascal just because... The guy's fucking awesome. And I really want the film to just be him fighting steven seagal in the interview room replace luke goss and i want you to just i just want you to kill steven seagal at the top of the movie and the whole thing is you dealing with yeah you just a different movie i would have luke i would i would actually quite enjoy luke goss i think that you know what is sad is because my my watching of bros the the movie (laughs) even though that's not what it's even though that's not what it's called (laughs) has completely colored my perception of him as a person 
Um, so I like the idea of him in Kingsman because he has something like he looks, you know, this guy who's been famous for most of his life. So like he looks like he belongs and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think you can have him in there. Um, and then I would like to have um, the very classy Mark Strong um, in this movie. Um, he is uh, the lawyer, a new character. He's a lawyer for um, <laughs> for Luke Goss. <laughs> um, he just uh, steps in from time to go and go. I'm sorry, we didn't catch that. Can you can you say that? And the Stevens go. And Mark Strong's like, I'm sorry, mate. We can't. Can you just rip? thank you? All right. Can you just take that again? I'm sorry. Can you can you transcribe it? <laughs> like, yeah. can, we, can we get this on paper? Because we don't really understand. Tap it out, Stephen. Um, what's going on? Um, genre blend. If you have to turn this into a completely different uh, genre of movie, what would you do for Kingsman? What would you do for um, Killing Salazar Cartels? Kingsman, it, because I think I enjoyed most. I think I enjoyed half of it the the second one and maybe that changes if you see the first movie i don't know but i think it just needs a slight tweak to the left just to be an all-out comedy like forget the drama forget the spy stuff i don't give a shit uh, all these uh, spoiler for the kingsman 2 golden circle all the characters from the first one die so i think that's supposed to be the emotional impact i, d- I go make it like a naked gun like a modern day naked gun movie. oh that's interesting hmm I was going to go for um, make it like an indecent proposal type situation. Like make, this, like make the story as small as you can. So the movie keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And he gets to the point where um, he fingers this woman and at Glastonbury in, in a hilariously big tent. <laughs> and, um, and then he has to go back to his fiance and she's like, I can't trust you anymore. and then she's like and he's like but which is also legitimate he was like babe but i had to save the world everyone Mm. around us was gonna die including you and she's like i get that Mm. but i still don't trust you anymore i honestly really wanted their relationship to degrade at the end of it because he yeah like you well you've said he's supposed to be from a council estate she is she is very uh, like annoyingly she's a Swedish princess don't yeah but very annoyingly don't be from a council estate with a family who are like don't be from a council estate and i'm like you know what i wanted these people to get shot and these were the only people who lived that i didn't want to i actually hated that relationship and i really wished it kind of just it didn't exist also i'm not like i have to tell you this right now man. i'm not i'm you know i'm saying this as a married person i am not big on the dudes who are getting married behind their own backs trope what do you mean i don't like the whole thing where she's like all right well then let's get married and he's like um uh well uh okay uh, i'm not really sure about that um oh can right. i can i call you back and at the end of the movie he just decides to to get married to her. i don't like marriage as the um as the totem for growth yeah in a movie i find it really flat yeah it's, a, it's also it's like, so flat i don't like the idea that she's like oh let's get married and he's like i'm not really sure and then she'd be like all right cool then let's talk about it when not like well seriously though yeah seriously i don't like I, that and that does that feels mega dated for 2017 and 
in a story where it's like do you realize this it, it like for the characters there is no common ground to build this relationship off anyway and again maybe the first film is like crazy different but the thing i don't like about it is it and again i kind of want to read the comic now because i feel like that probably carries it a bit better but it's like it just feels like this weird wish fulfillment of like hey this is for this is for poor kids one day if you try hard enough you can marry rich and i'm like what if i don't fucking want to and i don't want to work hard but the the marrying i don't want to marry somebody who looks at me dirty when i fucking say no don't put the heating on just wear a fucking sweater do you know what i mean like sam also i like um that's the that's the again the running joke on this podcast sam wildly underestimating wealth um if the, if for him to like if the distance with him between him and his partner is she's a swedish princess What's like the distance between you, <laughs> <laughs> bro? If she ha- if she has a gym membership, I'm sending ransom notes. So Sam goes to visit the- <laughs> goes to visit the house, and they have like they have like four glasses. He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> look, look, mate. Like I, <laughs> I look. I I've been I have been crippled this week. I have not been able to use either of my arms. Right. My partner had to come to make, like, pr- prepare food for me on a budget because I'm all so fucking broke. I can't be ordering food every day. And she and, and, and she made food out of minus ingredients. And I'm like, yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like, that's, that's how alchemy. I, that's how I want to live. <laughs> like, this no, is man, the- I think that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I just want macaroni and water, some salt, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> macaroni and water someone's bringing pasta sauce whoa whoa whoa, whoa. No. what do you think this is huh? do you think this is Versailles get the fuck out of here huh? who are you Frank Sinatra like, mm. this, this is incredible and I definitely know where you just said was <laughs> Sam I think um, we have to call it a day there um, yeah man so guys please subscribe um, we're heading into like deep dark winter now um, it would really help us a, a lot if you like the show, if you tell someone that you like it. If you've gotten all the way to the end, you fucking like it. Come on, <laughs> admit it, admit it. Um, but yeah, so tell a mate, um, we'd, love a, we'd love another listener. Mm. Sam, you going to be right over there? We'll see. All right. <laughs> Tune in next week <laughs> to find out. <laughs> to find out in the adventures of Sam's body. Um, but anyway, see you guys next week. Peace.